0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the hot takes podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open and transparent. We are about to have some fun. I hope you're ready. Thank you for being here and enjoy. Enjoy. What is going on, everyone? Everyone, it is another, another amazing day to be alive and to have a hot conversation. Y'all, I'm Lawrence Henderson, and I am here with another episode of Hot Takes, where we are always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Y'all see somebody, y'all see somebody, y'all know his name, y'all know his name, (laughs) and he has a familiar last name. Yes, I brought back my brother from the same mother
1: for the same mother
0: and father what's up father. hey
1: hey how's it going how's it going
0: oh man i can't call it bro. it's just uh another another great day to continue to have you know empowering and inspiring and impactful conversations and uh this one has been um top of mind for me just in the work that i'm doing with my phd um but before we get into what this topic is about today uh please introduce
1: yourself to the people and uh we'll get rolling Awesome. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Uh, Again, I'm Kenston Henderson. Um, I am CEO of Live With Life, and I do all things speaking and training, uh, professional development, uh, leadership development, uh, just anything to ignite, inspire, empower people, uh, organizations, leaders. Um, you know, a lot of my work has been working with leaders and groups and, you know, just really getting people on on the same page so they can just thrive so they can thrive in the workplace um, and personally as well. So. All
0: right. Well, um, I couldn't think of anybody better to have this conversation with. I know there are a bunch of practitioners out there um, yes. who are doing the work of diversity, equity and inclusion. Yes. Uh, but my brother and I, we have conversations all the time, y'all. We, we, we talk all the time about how to not just turn this work into some performative box checking or anything or some sh- prescription that organizations, all you got to do is pop a red or blue pill um, and you just wake up and you're ready to do it. Right. Um, but we really are trying to make this a sustainable practice that really speaks to the overall culture of an organization and begins to change and shape and impact, not just for today, but for the future. Um, but the conversation y'all today is around performative allyship. And again, all of these catchy phrases are coming up. All of these different things are coming up and you're like, oh my God, another thing that I got to Google. So I'm going to help you out today. Um, So performative allyship in a nutshell is basically what most organizations have been doing. They've been posting the statements. They've been posting thumbs ups and smiles. We are all for diversity. We're all for women's rights. We're all for minority rights. We're all for diversity recruiting, all these things. But then when it comes to putting their money where their mouth is, um, there's been a lot of humming and hawing, ah, ah, uh, we need to, ah, we need a little more time. Well, hashtag, whatever it is, if it's something you believe in, you find time, you find time to support anything and everything else. But when it comes to supporting those who may feel disenfranchised or mis- displaced within your organizations, yeah. you ask them to do the work for you every single day. But are you really putting your posters into practice and making things come alive? And so before I give any of my my tips and different things, how we could put these into practice, Kenston, what are some things that you you are helping leaders with as it pertains to stop talking to talk, but really transitioning into doing some work?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of... Uh you know, there's levels, right? There's levels to this, this diversity, equity, inclusion work and, and just finding leaders, you know, I'm, I'm finding that working with different leaders that they're at different levels of where they are, right? Some are still at the elementary uh, DEI 101. Some of have, uh they they went all in and so they've gotten exposed to a lot of different things, a lot of different trainers and speakers and coaches and so forth. And they really, uh, you know, like I said, they dug deep, um, and which is a great thing. And, and I applaud everybody, whichever level you are on. Right. But at that next level, that next level that takes it to a whole nother level is actually, like, like Lauren said, is just putting things into practice. Right. Well, you know, uh, th- there's a good proverb that says don't just be hearers of words, uh, be doers of it. And so it's so important that the the next step is taking action. And so what does that action look like? It could could look very different for each person, right? Um, Again, it could be just, again, diving in more deep into what DEI is. But for those who are at that next level, it's now really putting everything into practice. And so when we talk about allyship and advocacy, that's when we're truly going to to make a, a super impact. You know, it's it's you know you might be at the level where you're looking at the the discriminatory policies that your company may be holding. Now that you looked at them, it's time to change them. Right, that's the next action you need to take. You know, who are, are you working with? Your HR, you're working with your legal department to make sure. Those things are being covered, and so that's you know some of the things I'm I'm talking about with with some of the leaders I'm working with, and also again diving in deeper of what is advocacy really, what is allyship, right? You know, advocacy is um, you know can you be someone who speaks up uh, for other people? Um, you know, when you understand that their their rights are being not understood or you know problems are not being resolved, are you the one stepping up? You know how can you do that? You know, an allyship is someone who is not a member of an underrepresented group, but who takes action to support that group. Have you been taking actions? What types of actions are you taking? Uh, Because uh, those are the things that need to be defined. Those are the things that need to be intentionally thought about. Right? These things you weren't thinking about prior in the last few years, or several years, or twenty years. You weren't thinking about it, but now it's time to take it to another level. And sit down, talk about it. Yeah, it could be uncomfortable sometimes, but we we got to remember comfort is the enemy of change, and so we got to get out of our own way uh, to make sure that we're we're truly making sure everybody around the table, right? Everybody's heard this. Everybody around the table is seen, heard, and valued uh, for the great work they they've done. And so, so you know, those are some of the conversations I'm having. And, you know, in some of the presentations I've been giving, especially around winning conversations is is about, um, again, exploring advocacy and allyship. And there's a there's three ways that, you know, I, I come into play. So I don't know if you want me to share those three things. Yeah. No, yeah, I just want to but, highlight
0: a couple of things. I want to highlight yeah. a couple of things you said there, Kinston. In, in, in particular, um, before we actually even get into this table, I believe a lot of the performative things, um, these leaders. All intentions, I believe, like you said, acknowledge the work that they did to even have the conversation, to even begin to craft these messages and different things like that. But who are you, who have you pulled in to now be advisors for the organization? And is there representation even amongst the voices? So you invite people to the table. And again, we have this conversation around diversity, But is it being inclusive of those voices? Right. Uh, And one of my mentors, Dr. White, she in in her leadership professional development class that that I teach now at Morehouse. One of one of the biggest things that she talks about is really this the the diversity. Yes, people are now being invited to the party. Got it. Thank you for inviting me inclusion means okay now you want to invite me to dance so you you let me come to the table um and every now and again you let me say woo woo great job but tenacious inclusion and where i believe we begin to set a foundation means you actually let people put songs on the playlist because not everything you listen to is going to be good to my ears not everything that that you eat makes me full. I let that land for you. Yeah. So so we have yeah. to make sure that we are meeting people and I love that you said meeting them where they are, right? There, this isn't commercial off the shelf work. This is you partnering and saying, "Hey, I we need support and somebody with objective eyes to come in and say, "Hey, this is where we find ourselves." And you you at you in that that, that motion sensitive room. Um Most but uh, but but it's it's one of those situations where find out where you are then begin to say, you know what, if the same people are around the table what makes you think you're going to get different results? And that's that yeah. part of that whole thing of insanity because there's it's a double edged sword. Some things you do consistently because that's a production thing. You've learned a process to win. Now you need to know what process to win in this area looks like. And guess what? It doesn't look like you having the same people having the same conversation. And so, yeah. Kinston, I think that's a really great transition as you talk about. A couple points that you make and we'll just ping. You say one and then I say one and yep. then we just kind of keep going like that. So what's your first one that yeah. you, you do with, with winning?
1: So so with the the winning conversation, you know, we're talking with leaders is talking about uh, there's 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 a concept called sponsor. And in sponsor, it's about talking about the expertise you see in others, especially during performance collaborations and promotion discussions. And and then you also taking another step further is you're recommending people for different learning assignments. And so that's that's one that that we talk about and explore is what does that mean to 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 talk about the expertise you see in other people within the organization or around the table? And so that way you can promote. Yeah, and, and, I, and I love that
0: sponsor one and I and I'm glad I didn't say it. Because that was one I was thinking about. And so here's the other part. If you're not familiar with the term sponsor, that was normally one of those secretive things. And you only knew if you knew or you were in the know. And what I'm finding most organizations are doing now is they're turning that actually into an actually spotlighted position for leaders in the organization to say, hey, The way that you can really get promoted in this organization is, hey, who are you talking about when they're not around? And for those employees and individual contributors, what are they saying about you when you're not around? And that used to be a conversation only done in the dark. Now sponsorship is coming to light. And as it pertains to this conversation in particular, hey, put your money where your mouth is. If you really are a fan of mine and you really believe in my potential, hey, let me know how to get to that next level. I
1: love that as as a first step. But but here's the thing though that hasn't that's been the case for some mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. not everybody. Right? That's what sponsor, I'm saying. It's, it's not on the is, spotlight. Yeah, the yeah. sponsor is, is it's been around for a while, but mm-hmm. just not for everyone. Right? Yes. It's just been for some groups, some people. Yep. Um, and now it's time to to up level. Definitely. Yeah. People and love. so
0: the first, first place I go. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, if you don't know um, by now, I'm in year two, y'all. I'm pumped. Year two of my Ph.D. program, in organizational leadership. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really digging into the work of full range leadership. And so what I find with this work of diversity, equity, inclusion It really is requiring leaders to step their game up, and it's really requiring leaders to deploy some different tools for these moments. And so one of the things I know as a first step is locating are the tools present Mm. that we're requesting leaders to deploy. And so I'm looking for skill set. I'm looking for capacity gaps as it pertains. to Yes, this work is necessary. Yes, this work needs to be done. But do the people we're asking to do the work have what it takes to get it done and get it moving? Or is there a foundation of knowledge that needs to be built? And so, again, locating that capacity, locating the gaps and then partnering well, again, not calling you out, not saying you dummy. Why didn't you know? It's no figure out what the gaps are and then, hey, let's fill them by partnering well. So that's my number one. That's where I always go to first.
1: Jeez, hmm, that's good. That's good. I mean, you you you, you said a lot, and I think that kind of mirrors with, uh, <laughs> see, it goes back to diversity one on one. You know, when it, again, when we've, we've been having a conversation about DEI for a long time, way years before I was, we were even born, right? We talked about the right atmosphere. Uh, do you have the right atmosphere for DEI to take place? And if not, you know, what do you need to add? To your organization, and it's, and so again, that partnering is crucial. Um, if you don't know, bring some in, who, someone who in who does know, and so that way you don't stay stuck, but you keep moving forward. Um, you can't move forward with the the same people around the table.
0: Mark, yeah. you said that right? <laughs> yeah, I said that. I said that. Yeah, and and to me, Kingston, that speaks to kind of part two of kind of this concept of organizational you know setting organizational foundations around it being performative or transactional right it, it, most things yeah. turned into an hr program or uh i have a, a brigade chaplain on here debbie how's it going uh, that's out there in the army we used to have these stand down days and we used to have these training days and uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and and you know these hot topics and hard topics and we had whole days of them, right had whole scripts but Organizations, it's time to get past that from being this transactional thing because, again, we're talking about people. We're talking about asking people to do things differently as it pertains to the way we engage. It is asking people who have been in the workforce for 20 plus, 30, 40 years to now think about respecting the being of a person as it pertains to them as a, a person doing a job, not being the job and and so now it's it's one of those things of getting out of that performative or transactional mindset and saying hey can we transform into what the organization of today needs today and into the future and I'll get on transformational leadership and all the rest of that later Go ahead, Kensey which your next one?
1: Nah. so my next one is 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 called the champion and and so what that means is you're directing questions about specific or technical topics to employees that actually are subject matter experts. They're the ones who have the answers. You don't have all the answers as a leader. And so you pull, pull on people who do got the answers. And so advocate for more women, people of color, and members of underrepresentative groups as keynote speakers or panelists. That was a shout out to, to ourselves. But tag on those people who have the expertise. Don't try to read a book and then say you are the expert. That won't work. Right. Uh, You'll be you'll be found out really quick that you don't really know what you're talking about. We're not trying to have that happen to you. okay? we want to partner with you. And so, again, identifying the experts, the consultants, the coaches, the trainers that can help lead the way in this this area. Yeah, you
0: you man. So. So, again, and that to me, again, speaks to a courage and a vulnerability to Mm -hmm which which is not an operational business practice to say i don't know yeah it's preached it's written about right you said right and people love to pontificate about Mm. how how do you know if hey good leaders say i don't know but how many of y'all deploy that sucker on a daily basis you just you just got put in charge of a new team that you Mm. have zero experience and all of a sudden (laughs) you you pontificating to the experts on your team and they know your background They didn't look you up on LinkedIn and -hmm. they know you're not qualified from a technical perspective. So why wouldn't you try to earn some credibility by inviting people to the table who actually know how to speak the language? And Mm -hmm. then while you're building that skill set, then you can really lean into who are the players on your team. One of the things that I loved about and and, and here's my my last point now. I'll give you the last bit of it, Kenston, and talk about, you know, RIM as, as a, as a yeah. deployment operational tool. But one of the things that I love is from my time in the military and, and since transitioning out is really deploying this idea of transformational leadership. And that starts with the idea that yeah. you need to do the work. One thing I always like to say, I, I'm going to drink my Kool-Aid first. As a leader, I would never suggest anything to you that I haven't gone ahead and already been a prototype for and start trying some things. But understanding, again, it's not about where I'm starting. It's the fact that I'm beginning to practice and I'm not afraid of it. You just said change and uncomfortability and mm. all of that is a part of this thing. And if you don't display or model, you're OK with that. How can you ask others to be? We have all these posters on the wall about being innovative, about being creative, about being collaborative and all the rest of these things. But we but we fix our feet on you do it, not me. Mm. Everybody else, we project, we project, we project. But when it comes down to it, you don't have no reps as it pertains to change, modeling what you desire to see in the world. All the rest of these things, and so to begin being transformative, you actually need to grow into what the moments need you to be. Leaders to get out of performative allyship, you actually got to put your work boots on, you yeah. actually gotta put your coveralls on, and you actually gotta show that you actually ready to get dirty. Yeah, you gotta get in the fight with people, you yeah. gotta go, you gotta go into a room where you're uncomfortable because your privilege has put you in positions, take those rose colored glasses off that you've, you earned, you earned your rose colored glasses, but take them off so you could actually sit with people to hear them, to see them. And then golly, say, thank you. Be appreciative that they're partnering with you on your team to say, you know what? I need to be what you need me to be. I need to resource you properly. And so that idea of full range leadership, you got to pull all of that forward and you have to become a transformative leader. And I love, I love doing that with my leaders, sitting down with them and really making that transition happen. So Keston, go ahead.
1: Take take us home. Listen, listen, no, this is, this is all good. And and it's so, it's so crazy because, uh, you know, uh, organization that I'm working with now that they've, uh, they've bought all the books. They, they've, had all the, the the group sessions the ERGs and and they called me they said Kenston we got your book your your winning conversations book and we've dived into it like we're ready to take it to the next level and so you know you know collaborating with them in a, co- a consult- consultation way is is a great thing and, and again leaders being humble enough to say you know what I need help and so I've been seeing a lot of good leaders get coaches on de and I to help them think through things, talk through th- through things before they actually present it out to the organization, which is a, an amazing thing, right? Um, because it, it just puts them at another level, and they're just they're just they're all in, right? So that's that's the all in mentality. And so you know, uh, you know, each leader I work with, it's all about the the RIM method, right? The RIM method that I introduced with the with the TEDx. And that's been transformative to organizations because they like, well, those are those are three easy concepts. And I'm like, yeah, they are. We just got to put them into play. Right. Um, And so I I always introduce it like it's a recipe. And so respect, empathy and maturity. If if you all don't know about it, respect, empathy, maturity. Those three elements can help conversations go a long way and can allow change to take place even though, even through uncomfortability. And, and so with allyship and advocacy is, you know, it's is taking it a step further of intentionality and making sure everybody in the room has the understanding of, of where we are with respect, empathy, and maturity. And so uh, one of the last things I, I'll leave with the, the whole advocacy piece is, you know, when you're having these meetings, when you're having these lunch and learns, Make sure you invite people like like we started with to the party. Right. And once they get to the party, allow them to 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 have to to dive into the conversation with you, allow them to to be heard, to be respected and, you know, and and keep moving forward with this. If you see someone uh, from a marginalized group and they're not a part of the conversation, uh, invite them to the party, invite them to the party. Get their input uh, because you just never know. Uh, We've been through a lot in the last couple of years. You just never know who's in your organization, who truly needs to be at the table and truly needs to speak and be heard. So I encourage you and, and, you know, I implore you to definitely have these conversations, move these posters, post-its, nice looking cards and presentations forward uh, because that is the next step. But again, Everybody or every organization leader may be at a different level. But again, I think the key is getting in touch with a, a great DNI and i leader, uh, consultant or coach that can help you do that. Don't do it alone, because if you're doing D.E.I. alone, you're doing it all wrong.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I knew I knew it was going to get worked in there somehow. Listen. But now, yeah, I, I love what you said there, Kim, particularly around, you know, just being just being able to. Um, Man, I'm all about collaboration and partnership and, yeah. and understanding that again, that that vulnerability and courage. And I love Brene Brown now as as a you know, advocate that those are the same things. Right. The same tools yeah. that that you deploy to learn your new role at during a promotion, that same thing as it retains to extending your heart to a new relationship, those same things. Are deployed in it as it pertains to these conversations and and so you as a leader as an individual sign up say yes to getting uncomfortable sign up and say yes to you being the person that your organization needs you to be now and as you move forward into the future and if you are looking for somebody to help you be humble open and transparent And then we ain't talking about that whole I'm a lowly soul and I'm just I'm just somebody who I just don't know. Guess what? Get you some no. Get you some no or somebody who can't help you. Right. And you talk, you kiss, you talk. I love that You talk about coaching as a partnership. Right. Nobody's expecting you to know everything. Last time I checked, I am the only Lawrence Edward Henderson, Jr., that is a forty-one-year-old black male with former military experience living in Douglasville, Georgia, at my address. So don't stop trying to walk in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop trying to walk in my shoes. Go ahead and go ahead and put that, write that on a sticky. Empathy is not about trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. No, empathy is really true. Empathy is about trying to hold space for understanding. In the space, yeah, yeah, and De- Deb, you already know. As my former background, be, no, do. Be, no, and do. Stop pontificating about this stuff. Get your work boots, coveralls. Because guess what? This is not stopping. The next generation of worker and employee is asking for more. They're asking you to be better. And now, guess what? Put your money where your mouth is. It's not about you you throwing your superlatives every opportunity you get. Stop the performative allyship. Your posters were cute. Your commercials were cute. Yeah. They read well. You have a great marketing team. Your your websites websites look great. They look amazing. Great job. (laughs) But guess what? Put your money where your mouth is. Put up and shut up. All right? Be no do. I love it. I See, I love my military folk, I love them, but uh, <laughs> Kinston, any last words for the folks? How, how can I connect with you? Because did you give out your information? I don't think you did. No,
1: no, no. So, you connect with me here on LinkedIn, um, at Kinston LWL, um, on every other space, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, live with life. I'm also gonna connect here on LinkedIn on live with life as well. Um, so, uh, definitely let's stay connected. Uh, but I, I applaud those who are are in this journey on this journey. Keep going. Keep leaning in and uh, let's continue to make this a truly united world.
0: All right, All right brother. Well, hey, I appreciate you, man, stopping through and yeah. this conversation with you, big bro. Um, it's always a pleasure, sir, to uh, get to get to throw out some verbal banter, with you, particularly on these topics. Again, uh, I tell people, uh, me and Kenston talk about this all the time. We tell y'all like we need to record all our phone conversations because this yeah. is how it goes. Um, and so if you all are looking to have these types of conversations, whether it's a panel environment, all the rest of that, reach out to me and Kinston. You, you know where to find us. I'm here every Monday, but you know how to connect with me. I'm the only Lawrence Henderson uh, that you see CEO, boss LLC. On LinkedIn uh, and across uh, all social media, um, and if you're a leader, if you're a practitioner, and you're somebody who believes you have a message to share, please direct message me so we can come on. We can have a humble, open, and transparent conversation. We would love to have you here, and we would also love to be a part of your organization's growth strategy as it pertains to development and and all the rest of that stuff. So, until next time, folks, be well, be kind, and. Be humble, open and transparent. Have a great one, everyone. See? I don't worry. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe, across our eight different podcast locations until next time folks continue to be humble open and transparent be good to people and actions over ideas always win